Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world. We started a uh, new series last week called Story. In Psalm 107 and verse 2, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And it tells four different stories in Psalm 107 of the way God redeemed his people, the way God saved his people from different situations and from very difficult situations. And they're they're different situations to what we experience. It's a different culture. And the the situations aren't exactly the same. But, But our stories are actually somewhat similar. And so God would say to us today, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Tell your story so that others would come to know the unfailing love of God in every situation that they're in. And so I want to read story number two in Psalm 107 this morning. It says, some sat in darkness in utter darkness. They were prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's commands. And they despised the plans of the Most High. And so he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. But then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and he broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze, and he cuts through bars of iron. It says that some people sat in darkness. And he says, actually, it's not just darkness, it was utter darkness. They were trapped in utter darkness. I remember, I think I was probably about eight years old, maybe nine years old, uh, first time I really remember being trapped in a dark place and just how scared I felt. We had some kids across the road called uh, Monty and Barney. And uh, if you call your kids Monty and Barney, you're just asking them for, for them to end up in prison. And um, Mon- Monty and Barney were, were constantly stealing all of my stuff. They stole my billy cart, my skateboard, uh, my bike. And uh, they also stole my next-door neighbor, Andrew's uh, stuff. And uh, one day we decided, I don't know if we'd been watching, you know, too many episodes of G.I. Joe or the A-Team or something, but we decided to dress up in all our camo gear and put some camo paint on our faces. And we were, we were going to uh, break into Monty and Barney's backyard and steal our stuff back. Anyway, it turns out Monty and Barney weren't home while we're stealing our stuff back, but uh, their dad was. And uh, he wasn't a very nice man, and he he found us in his backyard, and I'll I'll never forget this. He grabbed the two of us, dragged us into his garage, and locked us in a cupboard. Eight, nine years old. And, And I just remember being in this incredibly dark place and having no way of getting out, and just being incredibly scared. That's what happens 
when we end up in a place where we don't want to be. That's what happens when we end up in darkness. And we, we live in fear. And this is what's happening for the people of, of Israel. As, as, as they're telling the story in Psalm 107, it's their story. It says, some sat in utter darkness. They were prisoners suffering in iron chains. You see, their story was that they were actually exiled in Babylon. They decided they, they didn't want to follow God anymore. It says they despised, Psalm 107, it says they despised you know, God's commands. They didn't want to be followers of God anymore. The God who they couldn't see made big demands on their life. He gave them a way to live, a way that he called them to live in obedience to him so that they could be a light to other nations. And they said, we don't want to live like that anymore. We don't want to listen to what God's got for us. We're actually going to make other gods out of our own hands and we will worship them because they don't make big demands of our lives. We don't want you anymore, God. It says they turned their back on God. And God said, okay. And God, God took his hand of protection and provision off their life because they no longer wanted to fulfill the purposes of God. And, and, and another nation came. Another more powerful kingdom came and dragged off all the people in chains to Babylon. And they became slaves in, in Babylon. They ended up in a place of utter darkness, imprisoned in chains, and they didn't like it. Now, most of us don't know that experience. We don't know what it's literally like to be chained up in a dark place where we don't want to be. It says, it says uh, God subjected them to bitter labor and there was no one there to help. Most of us don't know that experience. But many of us do know what, what it's like to be trapped in a place where we don't want to be. Many, many of us know you know, the experience of being in a dark place and it feels like there's no one there to help. You know, some, some of you to know the, the feeling of, of being, you know, trapped in addiction. You know, whether it's an addiction to drugs and alcohol or, or whether it's in a, an addiction to porn or, or to gambling or whatever your addiction might be, you know what it's like to be trapped in, in, in a place where you don't want to be and it still feels like there's no way out, there's no one to help. And you're stuck there in that dark place. Some of you know what it's like to, to, to be stuck in a, in a financial situation. You can't seem to find a way out. And uh, you're trapped, you're stuck, and it's a dark place that hangs over you. Some of you know what it's like to be you know, trapped in a family or a relationship situation where it just, it just feels like nothing is ever going to change and life just gets small and life gets dark and there's no way out and, and there's no one to help. Some of you know what it's like to be trapped in fear. You know, fear is actually making your life small and it doesn't seem like anything's ever going to change and there's no way out. Anyway, when Israel found themselves in this kind of situation, living in fear, in utter darkness, in a place they didn't want to be, 
locked up and in prison. It was because it was their own fault. They turned their back on God. This is what they decided to do. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, out of the utter darkness, and he broke away their chains. Even though they didn't deserve it, he set them free from darkness. He set them free to actually live a new life. And he says to those people that he sets free from darkness, tell your story. Tell your story. Because he wants others to find that same freedom. He wants others to be set free from the darkness. Because the problem is when we're in the dark, we can't see. just going to invite Susan up here just for a moment. You see, when, when we're living in darkness... The problem with darkness is we can't see. And so I I can't see my wife. And and I can't see if she's beautiful or not. Does anyone here think she's beautiful? About three people do, but (laughs) anyone think she's beautiful? You see, when I can't see, I need others to tell me that she's beautiful. You know, I I can't see if if she's strong. Does anyone here think that she's a little bit strong? I know two and a half people. (laughs) I need somebody else to actually tell me that she's strong, and I can't see if she's got a kind smile or not. Does anyone think she's got a kind smile? See, I actually fell in love with that smile when I was 13 years old. I've loved that smile for a very long time. But if I can't see her kindness, I need some other people to tell me if she's kind. You see, when we're in the dark, we cannot see. Would you thank my lovely wife? Beautiful, kind and strong wife. And this is why God is telling the people of Israel to tell their story. And that's why he's telling us to tell our story. Because there are so many people around us all the time that are in the dark about who God is. They can't see that God is beautiful. And he makes beautiful things out of what is broken. They can't see that God is strong and he's able to set people free from what has them trapped and they can't see that God is kind. He's actually for us. He's not against us. He wants to show his loving kindness to us. His love is unfailing. But if we can't see it, if we're in the dark about God, what we will do is what the people of Israel did and we will make all sorts of gods Out of our own hands, God's made of gold and God's, you know, made of plastic and God's made of steel that we will bow down and worship, but they cannot help us in our time of need. So God says, tell your story. Help people to see what I am like. I'm beautiful, I'm strong, and I'm kind. And some of you, this is your story. You you know what it's like to be trapped in a dark place and to have Jesus set you free 
He's shone a light into your life and he's set you free to shine a light into others' lives. And if that's your tell story, you've got to tell your story. Really privileged this morning to have Luke Green come and share his story with us today. Would you give Luke a really big hand? Great to have you up here, mate. Susan and I uh, sat down and listened to uh, yours and and Emma's story at the beginning of the year and it really uh, just uh, spoke to our hearts, encouraged us and inspired us and uh, I just uh, really privileged this morning that you're here to tell us uh, a little bit of your story. Mate, you actually have experienced firsthand what it's like to be trapped in a dark place. Just uh, tell us a bit of your story that led to that place in the first place. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it a lot. Um, so when I was a young fella, um, my mum and dad broke up when I was when I was 12. So I think that sort of led me on a path to, to a bit of, I guess, destruction my whole life. Um, then when I was age 16, one of my best mates took me to church and gave my life to God. So that was good. That intervened for a bit. Um, but that slowly, that quickly died out. Um, and when I was 17, I began partying a lot, um, and I was really, really hoeing into that and really doing that all the time, and that just really progressed really fast, and I found myself getting into drinking a lot and a lot and a lot, and then um, I found myself getting into drugs and partying and really just pursuing a life that I shouldn't be pursuing. Um, and through all of that, I got myself caught up with the wrong people, and um, I ended up involved in an organised crime ring, um, and through all of that, I ended up being sentenced to, dr- sentenced to jail for selling drugs. Um, so, definitely not a great moment in my life. Um, Mate, uh, thank you for sharing that today. I know there's a, there's a lot that goes into that story, and I've, I've, I've heard the, uh, the extended version of that story and just the way that... Uh, you know, a whole bunch of circumstances got you to that very dark place. And you did end up uh, in prison. Yeah. And uh, while you were there, uh, you know, God's hand was still on your life. And, uh, and someone shared the gospel with you again. Just tell us a little bit about that, how you came to know Jesus and how he's changed your life. Yeah. Um, so at the time, I had a girlfriend and um, she broke up with me. And I think that was the final story of my life. Um, I... I went back to my room and I just cried out to God, um, please, if you're real, intervene, save me. And um, I just felt this voice say, get up and walk to me. So I walked down the halls, crying, sobbing, looking like a fool. Um, I just walked into the chaplain's room and I, they said to me, he'll yeah, be here in two hours. So I just sat there and um, you know, this, this guy come in and just started ministering to me and um, I gave my life back to the Lord at that very moment. And yeah, that's awesome, mate. And just uh, how did how did your life start to change while you were in prison? You know, this this guy ministered to you, and uh, and you, you put your faith back in Jesus. You cried out to him, and he was there, and he had a he had a way to bring you to salvation. What, what started to change in you? Oh, I was just smiling like a fool all the time. I was waking up in the morning just like, whoo! I could do cartwheels. Um, I didn't even know what this joy was. I'd never felt anything like it before. I was just waking up, had this big Bible in front of me. I was just devouring it. Like, I'm just, I've never read a book in my life. And I was just re- reading this, just cover to cover, like couldn't get enough. Um, and then, yeah. 
So even while you're in prison, Jesus came into your life and he gave you joy and a hunger uh, for his word. Yeah, how good is that? Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Mate, just uh, yourself and Emma have uh, joined our city campus. God's put a real uh, dream and passion in your heart to reach out for others and to shine a light for the gospel into uh, some dark places. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so there's a little bit of a background there. Um, Emma's granddad started prison ministry in Australia, so God does work in very funny ways. <laughs> uh, he has a bit of a sense of humour. Um, and we, we came together as a, a couple that just had a fired up heart for God. We didn't know where that was, but it's really developed into homeless and the broken and really getting down to down and dirty with people and doing life with them. Um, and God's just been refining us and refining us. He's asked us to take some big faith steps sometimes. He asked us, we really felt called to sell our house last year and just be fully ready and available for whatever he wanted. And so we did. And yeah, we just, we just sit and wait and just be and do whatever he wants us to do. Yeah, mate. I, I just loved hearing your heart to just uh, minister to people in, uh, in great need and take whatever opportunity that you have to do that. Psalm 107, it says, They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them from their distress, and he brought them out of darkness, broke away their chains. God's done that for you. Yep, mate. definitely has. Mate, I've, uh, I've just loved hearing your story and seeing the way that you've been set free to shine a light for the gospel back into some dark places. Would you uh, just put your hands together and thank uh, Luke for me this morning. Thanks, mate. God's still at work. He's still setting people free from darkness to shine a light for the gospel. That's Luke's story. And he's telling his story to anyone who will listen so that they too can know the, the joy and the freedom of, of walking with God. I, I love his story. I want to encourage you this morning, tell your story. And if this morning you're here and you're finding yourself in, in, a, in a dark place, you're finding yourself, you know, whether it's trapped by fear or trapped by addiction, you know, or trapped by just the brokenness in, in your family or in, in relationships, or you're trapped in, in your finances. Is this the darkness that's sitting upon you? I just got a couple of encouragements for us all today. Firstly, and you've heard it already, as Luke's sitting in prison, just cries out to God at absolute rock bottom and says, if you're there, save me. And he walks down the hall into the chaplain's office and someone is there for him and leads him back to Jesus and just fills him with joy and sets him free on a whole new path of life. Prayer has the power to set you free from darkness to shine a light. It says they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. They had no power to save themselves. And it says that no one else was there to help them. They're stumbling in the darkness and no one was there to help them. All they had was prayer. And they cried out to God. They were dependent on God. 
And God moved heaven and earth to set them free. Can I encourage you this morning? God hears your prayers. And he he moves heaven and earth to set you free. There's no darkness that's too dark for God. There's no chains that are too, too strong that God can't break to set you free. You know, Susan and I just spent the last five days in, in Cambodia at Bloom. For those of you who uh, haven't been at Gateway for long, you know, over the last 10 years as a church, we've, we've opened uh, some vocational training centres for girls rescued from uh, sex trafficking. And Murray and Ruth Lowell have just done a fantastic job uh, leading that ministry for the last 10 years. But God is calling them home and they'll be coming back in a few months' time. And so we were there just working uh, with the leaders and the team there about how things are going to continue into the future in a new way. And I just heard story after story after story. We were there for a graduation as the, the next class of nine girls graduated. Girls that have been uh, locked up in, uh, in sex slavery, sold as young girls, childhood stolen, who, who have been set free. And, and they've cried out to God and God is still answering prayers. God is still saving people from distress. Let me read Bopar's story. So I've got a whole book of them up here that uh, they read out at their graduation. She says, my name is Bopar. I'd like to share with you about my story. Before I came to Bloom, I was a bad child. I didn't want to help my parents and I liked to hang out with friends all the time and I didn't obey my parents. And I ended up working in a very bad job because I had no skills at all. Until one day I got free and I came to live in a rescue centre. There I started to know about God, the one and only true God in this world, for he'd done a miracle in my life. I used to always pray and ask God for a real job. After I prayed, God answered my prayer request and he brought me to Bloom. Through Bloom, I've learned new things and I've learned so many skills that I never thought I'd have in my life. I feel so excited when I receive this chance from Bloom and every time I work at Bloom, I feel so much joy, especially when I worship God. All of this is the plan of God for me. Thank you so much for blessing me to work at Bloom, the work that I really love now, the work that I was waiting for for a long time. I was trapped for a year and in the future, in my dream, I want to be a teacher here. To make my dream come true, I'm going to study hard. I'm going to be a good staff member. I'm going to be obedient, patient, strong, and faithful. Lastly, I want to give thanks to God for all this this that I have today, for his love for me and for teaching me to love others. That's Bopar's story. Jesus heard her prayer and has set her free. He's got a new life for her. Let me tell you Sapeep's story. Hello, my name's Sapeep. I'm so happy that I can share with you about my life and how God's changed my life. Before I came to work at Bloom, I didn't know God. I also didn't know myself. I never cared about others and how they feel. I didn't like to show love to others because they made me so sad. I was so hard in my heart and felt such bitterness to other people. I really did not like the job I used to have to do before. But when I came to work at Bloom, I've learned so much. I've come to know the true God and to know myself. I've received many good things, such as an opportunity to work at Bloom and skills that I never thought I would have. It is a dream. Uh, Is it a dream? It's not. It's true. I was dreaming for all of this, and now I got it. 
I know all of this happened because of God. He had a plan for my life. He heard my cry and he brought me to Bloom so that I would know God. Bloom's also helped me to know myself. Thanks God for working through Bloom, for choosing me to be here. And thanks God for always answering my prayer. You never, ever abandoned me. That's so Pete's story. It's a good story. It's a story of Jesus still setting people free as people cry out to God in prayer in a dark place. He's still setting people free. Prayer has the power to set you free from the darkness. Every time you cry out to God in prayer in the darkness, God pushes back the darkness just a little. Prayer has power to move heaven and earth. And praise has the power to set you free from darkness to shine a light for the gospel. You know, Paul and Silas have a story. And their story is they were actually locked up even though they'd done nothing wrong. They, they were locked up in Macedonia for preaching the gospel. First time ever the gospel had been preached there and the people there didn't like it. And so they put them in prison. And as they're sitting there chained up, locked up in a prison, it's cold and dark and they're hungry. What did they choose to do? They praised God. They praised him, it says, with with songs and with hymns. They lifted up praise to God. I tell you, it's easy to praise God. When you're living on the beach and the sun is shining and the waves are breaking and your wife is cooking and the kids are cleaning and the dog is picking up his own poo. I mean, when all of that is happening at the same dog time, praise the name of Jesus. I mean, even an atheist would praise God when all that's happening for them. But when you're sitting in a dark prison, and you've done nothing wrong, and it's cold, and you're hungry. That's the discipline of praise. That's when you're praising not God, not for the circumstances that you're in. That's when you're praising God, for not for what he's, he's done already. That, that's when you're praising God simply for who he is. Uh, that's when you're praising God simply because he's beautiful, and he's strong, and he's kind. And he is worthy of our praise. As Paul and Silas sat in that prison and they praised God, God turned up in power and he set them free. The chains broke off them and the doors pushed open and the jailer came in and he was terrified and he's about to kill himself. And, 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 and Paul says to him, don't, we're all still here. And he preaches the gospel to him for the first time in his life. And light comes into his life and he becomes a believer. And then he takes Paul and Silas back to his home and the whole household comes to know the one true God for the first time ever. Praise has the power to set us free from darkness to shine a light. For the gospel, every time you choose to praise, even when the circumstances aren't quite 
what you want them to be, God pushes back the darkness just a little. Your praise will always be on my lips because you are worthy of praise, O Lord my God. You see, praise and prayer actually has the power to set you free from anxiety and from fear to know peace. You know, I, I remember, I remember being locked in that cupboard, in that garage, in the darkness. As a young kid, I just remember I'd never been so scared. When, you, when you're trapped in a dark place, it causes anxiety. And Paul knew this. He, he got what, what darkness could do to you. I mean, Paul wasn't just in prison for one night in Macedonia. Several years later, he's actually locked up. He's imprisoned in Rome for two years. And and he writes these words while he's locked up. He's trapped in that dark place. In Philippians chapter 4, you probably know them well. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And just in case we don't get it, he says, I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, not just in the good situations, not when everything's just the sun shining on you, but in every situation. Rejoice in the Lord always, and by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all of our understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, when you're trapped in a dark place, a place you don't want to be, as he is while he's writing those words, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And when I say always, can everyone say always? When I say always, I really mean it. I'll say it again. Rejoice. (laughs) Well done. Praise God. All the time. In every situation, this, this is the thing I've got, we've got to get when we're reading that scripture. Paul knew that God could break the chains open and set him free from that prison in Rome. And he longed, you know why he wanted to be in Rome? He longed to preach the gospel. He was not there for any bad reason. Didn't have any worldly motive. He was longed to preach the gospel in Rome, but when he got there, they locked him up for preaching the gospel. He knows God's got the power to set him free. He's seen it happen before. What do you do when God doesn't do what you know he is capable of doing? What do you do? Do you get anxious? Do you live in fear? Do you get overcome with worry and anxiety? Paul says no. Be anxious for nothing. The Lord is near Rejoice in the Lord always. What do you do when God doesn't do what you know he's capable of doing? You rejoice. You praise God. You present all of your requests, your prayers and your petitions to God and you do not stop. 
I will praise you continually. Praise will always be on my lips because you are worthy of praise. When you're trapped in a place that's causing you fear and anxiety and you choose to praise, you discipline yourself to praise and to pray, God pushes back the darkness just a little bit. You see, praise has the power to set you free from isolation to encounter his presence. In, in Psalm 107, it says, they're in the dark and there was no one to help. They felt completely isolated. They were on their own. And that's what it can feel like, can't it? We're trapped in a dark place when, when, when there's, a, there's fear hanging over us or there's addiction that's con- controlling us. We think, no one can help. I, I'm on my own here. I, I'm isolated. But in Psalm 100, it says we actually enter God's courts with thanksgiving. That's why we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. We come into the presence of God when we praise him. It says he actually inhabits. God inhabits the praises of his people. God is present when we praise him. You see, praise has the power to set you free from isolation to encounter the very presence of God. When they cried out to God, you know, in that prison in Babylon, they thought there was no one to help. God was there to help. And God set them free. See, praise has the power to set you free from isolation, to encounter his presence. Choose to pray him when you feel alone. And you think there's no one to help, God just keeps pushing back the darkness. I praise you, God. I look to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And praise has the power to set you free from small thinking to start living big. Now, I remember being the uh, first time I ever saw a polar bear. I was a kid at the San Diego Zoo. And, and I remember seeing this polar bear, you know, in, in a cage. And I sat there and watched it for 20 minutes. I'd never seen a live polar bear before. And it just kept walking back and forth like this in its cage. And it would get to the edge of its cage and just walk back again. You know, I watched it for over 20 minutes. It never stopped. It's back and forth, living in this little small cage. You see, polar bears are not designed to be locked in a cage. Polar bears are wild animals. Polar bears are capable of swimming hundreds of kilometres across icy oceans. They're capable of running at great speeds across ice. They're capable of just waiting like, like a like a a stealth mode, you know, over a little hole in the ice for a seal to pop its head up. And then it digs its claws into that seal and its teeth can crush its skull and it drags a 200-kilo seal up out of the icy waters and rips it to shreds and eats that seal. 
You see, that's what polar bears are designed to do. Now, thank the Lord you're not a polar bear. It's not what you've designed to do. But praise, it reminds us of who we are and what we're designed to do. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, it says that you are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. That's who you are and that's what you're called to do. When you praise God, you push back the darkness and you actually start to live who you You push back the darkness. You actually start to live in freedom because that's who God's called you to be and that's what he's called you to do. You're a child of God. Let me just read a couple more stories of how God's doing that in, uh, in Cambodia. I've just got to get the right ones up if it's written in uh, Khmer. Let me read uh, Stray Poe's story. Hello, my name's Shrey Poe. I'm now 17 years old. I live in Phnom Penh on the other side of the river. Today I'd like to share with all my brothers and sisters about my story of how I know Bloom and how Bloom has changed my life. Before I came to work at Bloom, I thought I had no value. I was hopeless and I had no education at all. I have no job. I feel so lonely. I don't know what my goal is and I didn't know what to do. I never receive any encouragement from my family. I feel so sad for my family. We're so poor and we tried hard just to survive. In my life before, I didn't have a real job. I was just do this and do that, anything I could do to help my family. And then I had a job that was really hard for a very young and small girl. But one day, I've known an organisation called Mother's Heart and this organisation helped me a lot and they introduced me to Bloom. And when I came to Bloom, I feel so happy because all my sisters who work at Bloom have fun. Besides the skills, Bloom has also provided a mentor to listen to me and encourage me to be strong and stand firm in every situation. Through Bloom, I now know Jesus is the Son of God that he died for my sins. And because of him, I can live today. I tell you, a young girl thought she had no value, she had no education, she had no skills. God is speaking into her life. She now wants to be a teacher at Bloom and is just looking forward to all that God's got for her. Just one more story. It's the story of two. Two's actually the girl 11 years ago. I, uh, as we were considering starting Bloom, I thought, this is crazy. We've got no idea how to do this. I just remember saying goodbye to her outside the brothel that she was still living in. And I just felt God whisper in my heart, she's worth the effort. Do it for her. And at this graduation, she actually graduated to a new uh, higher accreditation that the government's just introduced. She's actually a leader and a teacher in Bloom now, uh, 11 years later. And she said, my life before I know Bloom, I had no job because I had no education or knowledge. I hadn't studied like the other people and I had no skills. But when I came to know Bloom, my life was changed from nothing to have everything. I have a very good job now that I used to think I would never be able to have. I have a lot of hope now 
that I've started to work at Bloom and I've found God. I'm so thankful to Pastor Jason and Murray and Ruth and to all the Gateway Church for opening Bloom in Cambodia. If I don't have Bloom, I don't know how my life would be. I'm so grateful for everything that God has given me. Thank you all and may the blessing of the Lord be upon you all today. I tell you, God is still setting people free from darkness to live big lives, to live lives that they never thought were possible. Praise has the power to set you free. It's got the power to set you free from whatever enslaves you, whatever has you trapped. It's got the power to set you free from slavery to enjoy family. This last verse in Psalm 107, it says, He breaks down gates of bronze and he cuts through bars of iron. And this happened in Psalm 107. Israel were no longer slaves in Babylon, but they were actually set free to go home. They weren't slaves anymore. They were free to go home and to enjoy their family. They were set free from slavery. And he's still setting slaves free to shine a light for the gospel today. Let me just finish with one more story. It's Nari's story. Nari was sold by her mother when she was nine years old. It's hard to imagine that. She got rescued when she was 10 and the photo up on the screen is actually just around the corner from the place that she got rescued. Her family was still poor and years later, not years later, months later, she got sold again and she was finally rescued as a, uh, as a 10-year-old in this building that was completely barred up. There was no light coming in and a little while later she came to Bloom, and she's actually been at Bloom for nine years now, and she's a leader, and she's a teacher. And as Ruth and Murray shared uh, a vision for the future at the beginning of the year of, of the girls who have now found healing and hope in Jesus actually becoming community leaders and going back into their community as evangelists to start sharing the gospel, shining a light for the gospel, Nari was the first one to put up her hand. She says, I'm going to do that. And she's gone back to Svaypak, which if you know anything about Phnom Penh, is actually a haven for pedophiles. It's one of the darkest places that, that I've ever walked through, a very poor place. She's gone back to live in that community, to shine a light for the gospel in that community. She's helped take some micro-enterprise, some card-making into uh, that community so mums and grandmums that are there can actually earn an income and not sell their children in the future like she was sold. They're going to be sold here in the cards in a couple of, uh, in the next two weeks. I made five of them. It took two hours. <laughs> They're worth a bit extra. But they made hundreds of them while I was there and they've now got an income and girls are now safe. She's got a real heart to reach kids with the gospel, to tell kids the gospel story, that there truly is a God in heaven who knows their name and who loves them. Nari's my hero. She has been set free from utter, utter darkness to shine a light 
for the gospel in the very place where she was once a slave. I'm telling you, God is big. He's strong. He's beautiful. And he's kind. When we choose to praise him, the darkness gets pushed back in this world and people can see what God is really like. I just want to, before we sing, I'm going to let the girls at graduation sing to us just for a few seconds. These are girls that are not locked up in a garage for 20 minutes when they're a nine-year-old kid until they were let free. But these are young girls whose childhoods were stolen from them and they were locked up as slaves through no fault of their own. And when they got to choose a song to sing at their graduation, they, they chose a song which they're going to sing in Kamai. It's a song we sing called, I'm No Longer a Slave. These are the words. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. Love has called my name. I've been born again into a family. Your blood flows through my veins. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Praise reminds us who we are and what we're called to do. Praise has the power to set you free, to shine a light, for the gospel. Before we praise this morning, just take a look at the screen and let these girls sing to you. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you are a God who is still setting people free. I thank you that you are a God who is beautiful. You make beautiful things out of broken people. I thank you that you're a God who is strong. You break through bars of iron and bronze to set your people free. And you've broken through the power of sin and death to set us free for the blood of your Son that was poured out on the cross for us. I thank you that you're always kind, that you'll always be for us and not against us. God, this morning, would you fill our hearts with praise? God, I pray for those who are in a dark place right now, that you would give us the strength and the discipline to praise you today. God, I thank you for those that are just basking in your goodness and your favor right now. God, would you bring to mind just all the good things you've given us and we would not take them for granted, but we would give you praise. 
fill our hearts with praise this morning. Remind us of who we are and what you've called us to do. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, let's stand together. Let's sing that song together. I'm no longer a slave to fear. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.